Welcome back, everyone. That sound means you know it. Straight Talk. That's right. It's time for Straight Talk. A half hour with a priest today. It is Father William Slattery right here at Shanley High School. Good to see you. Good morning. How are you? Good. He had to let me in today because I couldn't figure out how to push the button. But <laughs> <laughs> luckily, he saw me out there in the cold. But thanks so much for being here, Father. We appreciate it. And if you have never listened to us before, Straight Talk is where we answer your questions about the faith at 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. You can also message us on Facebook. Brandon will get that, and he'll put it on. So welcome again to the show, Father. We appreciate it. So before we get going, our first call here will be probably coming in a little bit, but uh, we have the March for Life coming up pretty soon, don't we? Yeah, uh, and so the March for Life uh we always uh, here at Shanley have uh, have been sending since uh, the last actually ten years. Wow. Uh, sending students. Father Lacroix was the previous chaplain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was very instrumental in beginning that. Uh, the first group was about twenty students. Uh, this this year we're taking about a hundred and forty. Uh, and so about four buses. And so wow. we'll leave on uh, Wednesday, December twenty second. Oh, sorry, January twenty second. <laughs> Getting ready for it. It's it's kind of chaotic. Yeah. So January twenty second, we'll leave, uh, and then we will uh, get there for uh, Thursday night, and the march is on on Friday. Wonderful. Uh, now, I've, in the past, I think is that one hundred forty students just from Fargo? Because in the past, they've had some like Dickinson and Bismarck. I think have come and gone with you. Is that going to happen again? Do you know? Or? Yeah, uh, well, so this is just uh, from our school. Uh, okay, now wow. there's other groups that are going out. The diocese has its own group, uh, as well as other parishes in the area. And uh, the other schools in North Dakota will join us as well. Uh, one of the cool things that we get to do is uh, gather together on the Friday before the march uh, mm-hmm. with uh, groups from North Dakota. And we have mass at the uh, Franciscan Monastery on Quincy Street, uh, kind of a famous uh, famous church in the area. Okay. And so Bishop Fulda will be presiding that for that. And it's Very a good way nice. for us to gather together uh, from North Dakota as we witness to uh, the importance of life. Well, that's wonderful. We're talking with Father William Slattery here on Straight Talk. And as much fun as this is, us going back and forth, we want to hear from you. This is Straight Talk. Call us with your questions, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, or you can message us on Facebook. Father, until we get that first question, uh, maybe just touch a little bit on, we're going to transition period, right? We just went through Christmas season. We have the baptism of the Lord yesterday, now into ordinary time. Maybe, kind of, Explain that a little bit for our listeners, will you? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, uh, some of uh, the younger priests were uh, talking about this yesterday. Okay. Uh, the kind of weird transition okay. of uh, what what is actually the baptism of the Lord. Is it the end of the Christmas season? Or is the it the beginning of, of ordinary oh, yeah. time? Sure. <laughs> uh, is it a mix of both? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, is it like the tooth fairy? Does it happen in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> and what did you guys come up with? Uh, uh, some, well, some of us were uh, more humorous that yeah, <laughs> you have to believe in it, otherwise it's 12 more weeks of winter. Oh, there uh, you go. But, uh, no, uh, it's... Uh, See someone's shadow. One of, the, uh, one of the changes that happened at the Second Vatican Council was the implementation of what we call ordinary time. Mm-hmm. And so there, some of that happens with uh, this uh, kind of, this con- you know, little confusion over, over w- you know, especially this last Sunday. Mm-hmm. It comes from this time. Um, and before the days after... <clears throat> Epiphany would have been counted mm-hmm. just as right. days after Epiphany mm-hmm. uh, and before the Lenten season. Um, now we kind of order them according to kind of these Sundays uh, throughout the year. Um, and the, the kind of the theology that comes out of this for the Second Vatican Council is that these are times of growth. Um, mm-hmm. And so the focus uh, turns to the Lord's public ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that uh, importance then of this last Sunday for that. That's 
Jesus who is, uh, during the Christmas season, we've celebrated that's the word incarnate, mm-hmm. made flesh, comes to dwell among us. He spends those 30-some years of, of quiet solitude with only a, f- only a fragment of our knowledge of mm-hmm. what he was doing. And what the main focus then of the Gospels is the presentation then of these, you know, uh, these time and years of three years of his public ministry. And so we find uh, that that's kind of the focus of Ordinary Time is looking at the uh, preaching, the works of the Lord uh, as he goes around announcing the kingdom of God and instructing his uh, followers and building his church. We're talking with Father William Slattery here on Straight Talk. And again, he's doing a great job, but we want to hear from you. 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, or message us on Facebook. You talk about that, even the readings in today's gospel, the, today's gospel especially, right? and we have this idea of you know going out, repent, it, it's time, you know, and here it is. Uh, we're strengthened by the Christmas season, the graces, the love, baptism now, we're baptized, and off we go, right? Yep. In, in, into, the, into the mission field. Yeah, and then part of that is that uh, the continued work of Christian growth. Yeah, uh, yeah, it it uh, we're we're not baptized multiple times. <laughs> we're baptized <laughs> once, but at the same time, uh, you know that uh, we have to have a continual desire for mm-hmm. growth. Mm-hmm. And the Lord uh, doesn't want us to stay stagnant mm-hmm. uh, or static in our mm-hmm. our relationship with Him. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, talking about growth again. Before I get to that question, give us a call at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two with your question for Father William Slattery. You can also message us on Facebook. Brandon is ready; he'll get it to us, and we'll get you on. And it's not that scary, really. I'm talking with Father Slattery; he's a great guy. He'll 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 do you well with this question. You know, I kind of want to transition a little. We talked about the March of Life a little, Father, and how this idea of, you know, there's never a break, as you said, we're always growing. Maybe talk a little bit here. You've been chaplain. This is your second year or first year? First year. First year, okay. And some of the, maybe the growth that you're seeing in yourself and these students and what you hope to get, especially as the March for Life comes up with these students. Yeah, um, good question. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big question. Take yeah. a little piece and nibble no. on it and tell us what you think. I think uh, one of the opportunities that the March for Life uh, offers is uh, an ability to experience the students outside of the normal school day mm-hmm. um, and particularly joining together in the work of pilgrimage. Ooh, I like that. Uh, yep. there's, uh, there's a camaraderie that happens through this uh, as we're kind of doing common work together. It's easy to get separated um, we're all you know here, especially at the school. You know, different class schedules, different things. But when you're doing a work together, there's a unity that, that that grows there, and I'm excited for that. I've had a small example of that for the last two years when I helped with the University of Mary taking uh, pilgrims to Rome, mm, and so. Nice. I'm excited to have that with my students, particularly at, at Shanley High School, uh, together, uh, mm-hmm. 144 of them. Usually it's only about 30 uh, going to Rome uh, from Shanley. Sure. Uh, but now going to D.C., we'll have 144, and it'll be a, a great time. Uh, there's always the time along the way on the bus that is quality time mm-hmm. that these students spend together, mm-hmm. and they form and forge these relationships centered along, again, our search that we're going to encounter something mm-hmm. one our faith in Jesus Christ and two then our common call to witness to the defense of human life and to speak for the voiceless I like that because you did use that word pilgrimage and you just kind of explained what it is and I think that's so good because you know we think of a pilgrimage as you know like going to Rome this or that or the other thing you know but this common experience every time I talk to students about the the march for life it's uh 
I mean, obviously, the, the march they like and, and they love you know, the, the masses and everything, but they talk about that time together on the bus, you know, that, that common shared time of just being together. And that's, uh, and are you going to be the only priest going with these 140 kids? Or? Uh, no, okay. uh, Father, uh, Father Petro from uh, Holy Spirit, okay, yep. uh, he's coming along as well. Okay. And, uh, and then as we get there, there's going to be thousands of priests yeah. uh, that will be joining for the march, um, and especially for you know, this, this work that happens before... Um, there's one of the opportunities we get is uh, to join the Archdiocese of Ar- the Diocese of Arlington. Mm-hmm. They offer a, a, a conference the night before the march. That's a time of adoration. There's mm-hmm. confessions, and uh, the students really look forward to that. Wonderful. So, in in addition to the the masses and stuff you'll have with just your students, you get that common Catholicity, your universality of being with everyone who's coming to the march. Yep. Oh, that yep. is awesome. That's awesome. We're talking with Father William Slattery here. Uh, give us a call at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. 877-795-0122. Please give us a call with your questions, or you can Facebook us as well. You know, you talked about the University of, of Mary. Um, you know, campus ministry is so important. This, you know, they're, they're here at Shanley. They, they go home for the most part, right? They're still home. But now when, when they head out, you know, to, uh, to college... That can be different because they no longer have that anchor of home. Now there's all these other things that are going on. That, that can be an important time too as well, can't it, Father? It is. Uh, it is we call them transition yeah. periods. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, just like any time in life, when you go off on your own, you realize how important those years of formation and structure mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. and how... Uh, we can provide that externally, but until one, pr- you know, one is uh, changed internally, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has yeah. really made that their own. Uh, th- they kind of uh, they can they can tend to struggle, and that's why uh, a lot of our focus uh, in the area has been on these students that are transitioning from high school to college uh, and campus ministry for uh, these universities, University of Mary, uh, UND, and NDSU. We have. Uh, powerful Newman centers at our locations and University of Mary does a great job in capturing students particularly in their cooperation with focus and mm, yeah, you see yeah. the importance of focus ha- yeah. throughout the country <laughs> yeah isn't that so true I know there's focus missionaries at the non-Catholic school but I think Mary is University of Mary having that combination together is just amazing yeah father we have uh, a listener has a question not on the phone but they, they're saying in at least two instances they can think of the father saying that Jesus is his his beloved son of course baptism mm-hmm. and transfiguration those two instances right is there a significance to this phrase beloved son explain that for us please yeah well as uh, we look at the right these two instances that we find are on the transfiguration baptism of the lord and as we look at both of them uh they're important moments of manifestation mm-hmm. that the lord is being pointed out first by uh, john the baptist in that scene uh, and again the holy spirit descending upon him mm-hmm. and the, uh, the heavens open and there's right. a revelation happening there. And a Trinitarian moment right there, isn't Very, it? Yep, and that, that's a good connection with both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea there is that, again, the baptism that John is doing is a foreshadowing of the same baptism that we have. Mm-hmm. And so you see the work of the Trinity present mm-hmm. uh, in the promise then that we will be beloved sons of the Father that the Lord came for this. Uh, again, he even uses those words uh, to John the Baptist, let it happen to fulfill all righteousness. Right. Mm-hmm. That uh, John, who is baptizing for the forgiveness of sins, 
to the people of Israel, the children of Israel, mm-hmm. right, right. who are the people of God, mm-hmm. that God is forging a new covenant and relationship with them, again, adopting them through his son mm-hmm. a, as his own sons and daughters. And the transfiguration as well, pointing to that same point of the revelation of Jesus, not as just some itinerant preacher, but as the true and authentic son of God. And so the apostles who see him in his majesty uh, upon the Mount of Tabor, again, a lot of the fathers of the church see this as uh, the Lord revealing truly who he is so that they are strengthened because immediately after Tabor comes then the passion accounts. Uh, right. reality of that you get you know, raised upon the mountain of, of Tabor, revealed, and then raised upon Calvary, uh, and reveals, again, the depth of God's love for us, that he, ex- he who is the word, is willing to endure human death. Uh, in, in embrace weakness and in, in humanity for our salvation. Right. So true. Talking with Father William Slattery here in Straight Talk. Give us a call at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or message us on Facebook. He talks about the transfiguration, that idea of light too, is also you know kind of cool with baptism. And of course, as you mentioned, it comes right after Jesus. That's Matthew seventeen. Right after Matthew sixteen, when it goes to Jesus. South Peter the Rock then says, get behind me, Satan. Then he says, I'm going to have to go and suffer and die. And they're going, oh my gosh, right? Yep. What a great moment to strengthen their faith, right? Yes, yes. And, uh, and with that too, that sense of being a beloved son, <sighs> both of the points of the baptism of the Lord mm-hmm. and also the, this time of the transfiguration, we see it's desiring to do God's will, yeah. what, it, what it means to be a beloved son. Yeah. You look at the mission and work of Jesus, it is a complete abandonment to the Father's will and mm-hmm. searching, seeking always to uh, to be available to accomplish that. Yeah. You, I love how you say too, you're talking about, you know, the manifestation of Christ, this is my son. I love how in the transfiguration the Father also adds, listen to him. You know, like you said, there's so many voices. Maybe talk a little bit about that, Father, what you do here at Shanley and everything with the kids, trying to get them to listen to the voice of God with all these voices going on in everyone's ears. Yeah, well, we uh, just before uh, our little section mm-hmm. here today, uh, I had a, a talk with uh, some of our teachers. We're planning the eighth grade retreat. Okay. And sure. so one of the works that we do here of how we try to help the kids listen to the voice of the Lord is through uh, the opportunity of retreat. Uh, one, to it, among our busy world, among the busy lives of students, mm-hmm. uh, it's so important to take some time away uh, to consider personal growth uh, to see especially the encounter that each and every one is called to with the Lord, making sure that we have space for that. Right. And so our retreats are really a way that we're trying to accomplish this in a small way through each and every year. Uh, but one of the other great practices that we have here at Shanley has been the tradition of Lectio Divina. Mm, and so it. all of our students uh, are trained in this practice. Mm-hmm. They do it from sixth grade all the way through high school. Uh, the, the teachers are, especially in the religion classes, are working very hard to make sure that there's time each and every week, sometimes twice a week, to head to the chapel and do Lectio Divina. Um, and this has be- borne a lot of good fruit in the, in the students' lives as they engage with the scriptures, engage especially with that quiet mm-hmm. of where the Lord does speak to our hearts. Exactly. You know, you talk about the idea of beloved son or beloved daughter, of course, you know, beloved child. I think that's so important because that, that's our first identity. You know, mm-hmm. so many times as we, you know, whether it's a priest or a, a man or a woman, a wife and, and family, you tend to forget that. And we tend to get 
involved in so many different things. It comes down to your beloved son of God, your brother, your sister, then you're a spouse, you know, that's when you can choose. And so we have a, a question from our listener talking somewhat about this, talking about how many men he knows are beginning a program called Exodus 90 today. <laughs> we, we know of that. It's kind of, a, it's kind of a rediscovering of who we are, right? Can you speak to the idea of rediscovering our faith as men and really taking ownership of it? How important it is that we as men, especially, Father, take that into account? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things we've seen, particularly with... Uh, the church in these last decades has been uh, some of a failure of of the church to call men to mm-hmm. an authentic expression of faith. Um, it's not all of the problems in the church, right, right. but as we look especially at uh, our approach to faith, uh, John Paul II is in his work on theology body uh, points to this importance that uh, men and women are equal. But they're created very differently how mm-hmm. they move, how they think, how they right. believe. Anyone who is married knows that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and especially for, for men, this is important. That aspect of rediscovering our faith is it has to be in a personal way. That the man is not merely just a provider and he doesn't do it just going through the motions because it's important for his family. Mm-hmm. But authentically to understand his role as a father it's important to have a, a deep understanding and practice of his personal faith. Mm-hmm. And this brings then not only freedom for him to act as an authentic father, uh, whether it's a spiritual father or a father of family, mm-hmm. uh, that without faith, that there's something missing. There's mm-hmm. something missing in how he can live as calling as a father to provide justice, <laughs> to live mm-hmm. with mercy, uh, and these, these strengthen his, his vocation. So. So true, we're talking with Father William Slattery today, right here at Fargo-Shanley High School. It must be getting a change of class coming on. We feel, yeah. I see, I feel the buzz, Father. I feel the students are around, you oh, know. Yeah. They're giving you some, well, some high fives, at least some real, uh, uh, some virtual high fives. There yeah. we go as they go by. Uh, just a quick little comment about the men. I, I can speak to that firsthand, what you said, Father. You know, being a, a husband and now a father of a, of a two-and-a-half-year-old, I told my wife just this morning, I, I was having a few struggles. I said, you know what? I said, but I went to the church and prayed. I said, that, and that, these problems are Exodus 90, you know, whatever it is, right? The idea is to get a consistent prayer life because when we as men especially, we're called to be spiritual leaders of our household, of our family, whether it's a school like you, right, or, or yep. whether it's a family like mine, and even in the community. We have to have that in place. That's our foundation, right? If that's not there, nothing else matters. Very true. From Facebook here, Father. Are there special prayers just for those who promote abortion and or those who are considering an abortion? So I guess any special prayers you know of just for that situation. And so this is uh, Phil on Facebook. Uh, uh, thank you, Phil. Yes. Uh, I would say and particularly for uh, for those who promote abortion and those who have considered abortion, it's kind of two, two areas. There's definitely going to be uh, special prayers for those who are considering and uh, having an abortion. I know that our volunteers who help out down especially the New Life Center, uh, those who who do go and stand in front of the abortion clinic uh, down in town Fargo, mm-hmm. they have these prayers. Uh, one, especially for those who are considering those those uh, 
who are in this situation considering abortion, uh, praying especially for a conversion of their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be it'd be some other way for the promotion of abortion. I don't have any offhand in okay. my mind that to say, but I know that on especially the national pro-life websites, March for Life, they do have some good prayers, whether novenas or offering especially the Divine Mercy Chaplet. These are all kind of great practices uh, asking for the conversion of hearts. Right. Um, and so that would be what I know. But sure. thanks, Phil, for your question. Yeah, exactly. That's a great question, Phil. And maybe we can touch a little bit on this too, Father. And you mentioned the conversion of heart. We need to make clear to our listeners that we don't look at uh, the abortion providers, those who promote abortion, as our enemies as such. They're brothers and sisters in the Lord. We do pray for their conversion of heart. That's why it's a peaceful, prayerful thing that we do. We don't, we don't yell at them. We don't scream at them. We don't call them names as we pray. And we show by the way we live yep. that they're saying, this is how I want to live. They're, that's a joyful person. That's a person that values all life. And uh, part of it, too, is our witness to the truth mm-hmm. and pointing to the truth and how many uh, of those who formerly worked in these abortion clinics seeing the reality of that yeah, this really is a child, that yeah. there's no difference between who I was in my mother's womb and who I am today, uh, that there's a consistency that you have to have there. Otherwise, uh there's just a, a schizophrenic reality yeah, yeah. that uh, to the truth and once yeah. you kind of see it you can't ignore it and so part of it is uh, asking that the truth that we present that it be welcomed in their heart uh, especially it motivate them to change uh, because it, it's easy to ignore truth yeah and that's what happens usually when we fall into habits of sin isn't that true? Uh, exactly. We're talking with Father William Slattery here on Straight Talk. Again, we've had some great, great Facebook questions. Feel free to message us on Facebook or give us a call at 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. You know, when you talked about that, the witness, uh, the movie Unplanned, I'm sure you've probably seen it, I suppose. You know, I, th- I thought that was a great way. It really showed the peaceful, loving openness, you know, of, of those people who were uh, just pe- witnessing outside the abortion mill. And, and, of course, changed Abby Johnson's heart. That helped, and, of course, her witnessing of what was actually going on. The truth, she really was open to it. And, of course, they had prepared it because they're always praying for those people yep. that their hearts be open. Yeah, and, and part of it is, uh, as well, it's a consistency yeah. that not only yeah. we preach the truth, but then when, when they change mm-hmm. that there is a community here yeah. that they land in. Uh, yeah. That uh, again is that uh, there's no shunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we welcome those who have a conversion, and we embrace them as you said, brothers and sisters. Uh, not holding up what what they had in their former life, but rather celebrating that the Lord has called them to something different, has shown them, and they've responded in grace to, to His invitation to live in the truth. Exactly. Talking with Father William Slatter here. Give us a call at 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. We can probably squeeze in a phone call or message Brandon on Facebook there. We'd love to hear your questions. Uh, maybe one last thing we can talk about a little bit, uh, the Know Your Faith competition, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Shanley's involved. In Explain to our listeners a little bit about that and the importance that it has here at the school. Yeah, one of the... Uh yeah, this kind of is a Catholic quiz bowl mm-hmm. that I developed yeah. uh, over a period of time uh, in which, you know, we hold up a large, uh, kind of a large meaning of our academic standards mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. Uh, through, and also the Catholic high schools in our diocese, in our diocese and also throughout the, uh, the state of North Dakota. And so we look especially at this, it's an opportunity for us to uh, bring some competition around the uh, time, the, the teaching of our faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
uh, tying it in also with the competition between the schools, uh, just right. as you have these championships in sports and, mm-hmm. and other kind of co- uh, speech and debate, other competitions, mm-hmm. that, uh, that the faith is something important as well, that uh, there's a benefit to knowing our faith, and we should be excelling it. And as you know, a good capitalist would say, everything thrives through competition. Yeah. So as well, that uh, competition can serve, especially for motivating younger children, uh, to to learn to study, uh, to desire to know more, and so this is kind of the idea behind the Know Your Faith State competition. No, I think it's great. We're using that tried and true formula of competition, right, to bring out the best in people, right, yep. and, and it's a good nature competition and something that's so important uh, to the faith. Um, maybe you don't know this. I'm curious. Do you know how the teams are chosen for it? Oh, okay. Do you know how the teams are chosen by any chance? Uh, yeah, the teams are, are chosen. Uh, there, there's a process. You have first that each and every student is given a written test uh, to take. And then from that selection, the top three students in each class are are selected for a local Know Your Faith Quiz Bowl competition. Mm. Okay. That happens then in each school that these uh, three members of each class then compete against each other and there's a seri- round of, of questions there's three rounds of okay. questions with uh, three questions each and then the mo- the one who the class who scores the highest is then invited to the state competition okay. and then each of the five schools that are participating in this so you've got uh, Sacred Heart and, and East Grand East Forks, Grand Forks yeah. Shanley High School, St. Mary's, uh, Tr- Holy Trinity and Dickinson, and then Bishop Ryan. Bishop Ryan Those are the schools that then compete at the uh, Know Your Faith State Competition during Catholic Schools Week. Great. Where's it at this year? Do you this know? year is at St. Mary's. Okay. At their new high school, which we're, we're all oh, looking forward yeah, to seeing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yep. Comment here at Roxanne on Facebook said, a great resource for prayers for the born, unborn, for those in abortion. Priests for life. We all know it's a great, great, yep. obviously a great resource. Father Frank Bavone has done an awesome job there. So if you go to the Priests for Life website, uh, you can certainly find it there. There's a, there's a little longer link here, .org, and it's backslash prayers. Uh, but you'll 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 find it there. Priest for Life is is a great great resource. Well, Father, we got about two or three minutes left. Anything else you want our listeners listeners to hear? Well, thanks to Roxanne for that resource. Uh, I think uh, one of the things that uh, I'd ask our listeners to do is pr- pray, especially for our students that are heading out for the March for Life and all those who are participating in this year's march. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us and our. Again, our obligation as Catholics who live in the United States to witness uh, by peaceful protest mm-hmm. to our belief and the foundation that each and every human life is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, without this, we know as Catholics that you can't have true justice. You can't build an equal society. And while, yeah, there's many ways in which there's difficulty and challenge in his life, uh, sacrificing life is never uh, a solution. Exactly. They're going to bring peace. Exactly. You know, sometimes I just boil it down to simple Dr. Seuss theology, Father. Horton, here's a who. A person's a person no matter how small. And if that's not accepted and, and lived on and acted on by our country, there is no real justice, is there? No. Because if you're looking at how you live justice, it's foundation of uh, the basic meaning that I am equal to you. <laughs> and I can never say that I'm greater or you're less than I am. And when we do this, then we we have a state, especially of injustice, throughout our society. And we see many of it. We see a lot right. of it around us. But if we're looking at why this issue is so important, it's because you're looking at the vulnerability. There's no one more vulnerable than an unborn child. And when we can say that they're not a person, 
or they're just a lump of cells, we're saying something very, uh, very damaging about ourselves. Exactly, that's so true, you know, and and we see it on the fringes, right? The the preborn, and, and now we see it uh, with euthanasia. I mean, yeah. th- those that are the weakest, and that's why we're standing up for that voice to make sure that that's. And of course, justice, right? It's giving each their due. Every person needs, and wasn't John Paul II great? All these other rights, right, are illusory and false if the most basic right to life isn't protected. Yes. Yep, you're right. One, we have one minute left, Father. What else? One last thing for our listeners. Well, uh, I think I hope that as you uh, enjoyed this time of Christmas with your families, mm-hmm. that uh, you uh, take advantage of the lessons of that Christmas season, mm-hmm. the importance of welcoming the, the child Christ into your life, uh, welcoming him with an open heart, allowing him to transform, recognizing Amen. your baptism, meaning that you grow in this time period. That is great. We preach. That's Father William Slattery. Thanks to all you guys that wrote in or called in. And later on in the show, it's a battle on the hardwood. That's right, between the Catholic high school students and the priest. And next, we're time to talk about the baptism of the Lord. You're listening to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser. We'll be back right after this.